Hello and welcome to the All Ears podcast by Give Her Up with me, Jeremy Inson. Give Her Up is a non-profit organisation that was developed to help rugby union players, club members, volunteers and coaches feel more comfortable talking openly and honestly about their mental health and well-being. In this series we're talking to women and men from across rugby union to find out how their involvement in the sport has affected their mental health in good and bad ways and to share their stories and the lessons they've learned thanks to being involved in Rugby Union. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the pod. We are out and about at the TikTok Women's Six Nations launch in London. There is plenty going on, old friends catching up and excitement ahead of the tournament. There are two main topics of conversation here both of which are being regarded as important steps in allowing female players to play their best. The first is that for the first time, all six teams will have some degree of professionalism within their setup, and the second is the greater recognition of the specific issues that affect female athletes. Ireland have swapped their white shorts for navy shorts to help alleviate period anxiety, while England have introduced a new maternity policy for their players that features 26 weeks leave on full pay. We'll be hearing from representatives from five of the teams, starting with Scottish captain Rachel Malcolm, who told us how the squad is benefiting from their greater professionalism. A lot of the, the new faces in the playing group are, are young faces, um, so they tend to bring a little bit of energy and keep us old girls going. Um, but no, they've, they've, they've added loads to, to, to the team, both on and off the pitch, and a lot of them have come through our Thistles programme as part of the Celtic Cup which is super successful and you can tell that they've you know, been involved in a, a more professional programme and they've come into camp a lot more confident and you know, they're really challenging for positions which is brilliant because we want competition um, across all positions so for us to reach our potential and I think in terms of with the um, changes in the coaching team I think you know, they've all added fresh ideas and, and that's really exciting for us as players you know, sometimes if you just kind of do the same things time and time again it does become a wee bit stale and I think just adding in a little bit of freshness to, to what we're doing both in terms of um, our attack with Chris Laidlaw coming in and also our set piece and contact here with Martin Hag like it's, it's just added that extra bit of energy to everything we're doing and we're really excited as a playing group about bringing in those those new ideas and seeing how they work How's the, how's the set up expanded over the last couple of years things men have 100% like I think you know we we've pushed for better uh, for a long time now you know traditionally in women's sport we're we're always just grateful for what we have but I think now we we're at a point where I think you know we recognize that that we're putting the work in and, and we deserve to to have the support to to match that and I definitely think Scottish rugby are time and time again stepping up to the plate and um, we'll continue to challenge them and, and push for more because we want more for for the next generation of players coming through as well but where we're at at the minute in terms of professional contracts coaches coming in additional support staff and, and all the bits that go with it i definitely think for for us in wales we're kind of just starting this new era um as i said before i do think it'll take time for both of us to kind of get the fruits of that um, but I think you know the concentration that's been put on the pathway both in Wales and Scotland moving forward is super important as well in terms of growing the game further down the line and that's probably the bit now that needs to follow suit we've obviously now got the contracts and the 
professionalisation, but we also need the, the pathways to follow up. And I know, obviously, in Scotland, that's something that we, we've got a massive focus on at the minute. And things like the Irish women's team, shorts, yeah. England's maternity uh, arrangements for their players. From your point of view, how good is that to see those things coming into the, into the sport and women's rugby in particular? I think it's fantastic because traditionally women have been disadvantaged for our differences. Um, and the different things that go on in our lives whereas now I think these steps are being taken so that these don't disadvantage women they give them opportunity to still reach their potential um, and achieve their dreams and ultimately do what they want to do you know they're not being held back because they're women um, and I think that's that's so important and I think I think particularly the maternity policy coming in like it's been a long time coming um, but I think it's a massive step forward for for the RFU and I'm sure the other nations will, will follow suit as well but um, I think that's a fantastic opportunity and, it, it's, and so it should be. These changes and these really brave steps that companies or unions are taking to prevent any of that disadvantage and giving equal opportunity to achieve and perform and chase our dreams is so important um, and I'm sure many other unions will follow suit as well. Oh, it's been huge. Like we, a massive part of our why as a team is is to inspire that next generation and to see the growth of not only the girls and women at, at our games, but also you know so many young kids taking up the sport, saying that they're interested in us and, and seeing us as role models and all these things. Like that's that's part of why we play. That's part of why we wanna want to be there because we know as as when we were young girls we didn't have that um, so it's so important for us to to see that so I think not only obviously um, young boys and girls showing interest but also adults taking up the sport and and coming along to our games and yeah no the the growth has, has been huge and I think hopefully it will continue I, I I really do think it's you know the interest seems to be like you see that today but like interest does seem to be building and I think it will only grow bigger. Frank Alex Matthews was England's representative and she began by telling us that the Red Rose squad were monitoring Ireland's situation and gathering the views of their players to decide whether to change the colour of their shorts too. I think if it's what the players have decided and sort of that's what they've wanted then it's great because they've listened to the girls and what they want and at the moment we're having discussions in England um, with sort of trying to get everyone's individual point of view to get a collective response um, to see where we want to go in that direction so yeah it's definitely a right, right step if that's what people would like to do Your last game was the World Cup final yeah. ending in defeat how long did it sort of take to get through that as a team and perhaps individually as well? So I think it's different for everyone so for me I came off the pitch obviously I was like, devastated heartbroken and but as soon as you sort of see your family, it almost puts it in perspective. And I had some two little New Zealand boys like, oh, Alex, sign this. And, you know, they, they don't care. They've just watched a great game of rugby. And I don't know, that sort of means more, just having inspiring young children and adults and just everyone, really. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and what sort of conversations have you had about that in camp together or on your WhatsApp chats? Is there, has it been much said or is it just... That's part. So we had a feedback process that was sort of all filled in in our own times um, and we had a two-day camp at the beginning of this year which we sort of got everything out in the open and basically just let's find solutions, what needs to change, what can we do better, staff, players. So we just want to keep growing and pushing it on because 
now every other nation's are going professional as well. So, you know, we can't stand still because otherwise, yeah, we want to get into that final the next World Cup. <laughs> and from your point of view, people like Wales, Scotland, there's more, more funding coming through for their teams amongst others. The French and yourselves very much at the forefront. How exciting is it for you in the women's game that, that teams are chasing you down oh it's amazing i'm i'm so happy for the girls to have the opportunity um like childhood dreams and yeah no it's incredible it's just pushing the standards so you're getting more girls sort of training full-time and the premiership which is brilliant so just you get more skills done and the standard of the weekend's going up so it just means we can bring more exciting games to for people to view and hopefully that get more engagement and just yeah big cycle that will just keep pushing and growing and and what's it like a new co-captain marley marley packer how's she how's she taken through hasn't changed her too much hasn't got too bossy <laughs> no marley doesn't change you get what you see and i think that's the brilliant thing about her and she's naturally a leader um she's been in the core leadership group for years now i've lost, lost count of the years but um no she's natural i think it's just given her that extra confidence a little boost which we all struggle with confidence and you wouldn't believe it because she is such a confident player you you don't see that side to her so no it's very well deserved and I think it's a really good balance of her and Sants because uh, Sants is quiet and reserved but yeah she's amazing the amount of work she does sort of behind the scenes uh, and the coaches so yeah it'll be a really good good duo. And, uh, just going with Marley of course 2020 she became a mother it's the new maternity policy for the for, for the England women's team and um, Abby Ward currently taking advantage of it enjoying the, the fruits of that um, from people you know as a team just recognizing we've got the Irish team here with their the navy shorts that have been introduced um, and just sort of the idea that you know women's sports female sports stars athletes have different needs to men and they should be recognized in the correct way how good is that for yeah, it's a great step and it's a step that's been needed because at the end of the day we're just we're just people, we're just humans, we still we want families, we've got life outside of rugby, so the fact that actually these areas need to be addressed, um, so yeah, it's huge because before it was oh no, I've got to do my rugby career and I'll think about having a baby later and it's, you know, it's hard right? <laughs> we don't have forever, so no, it's amazing to have this and it's a huge step in the right direction. Italy's Silvia Turani is becoming a well-known face to English crowds with her performances for Exeter Chiefs and she believes that Ireland's introduction of Navy shorts shows that female athlete views are now being taken into account. I am so happy because it means that someone say that they don't feel comfortable with white shirts and they've been listening that is so good and I think that if they ask me I would say if any person in the Italian team say she doesn't feel comfortable with white shirts, we need to get another color of shirts. Because, you know, there can't be shirts that uh, pro like not give you the possibility to be the best you can on the pitch. You play a professional now, here in, in, uh, in Exeter. Yes. You haven't got the Devon accent. No. Uh, but, I mean, when you started, you started late as 22, as you said, you've got to choose rugby or, or your career. Did you ever think the chance the chance would come to uh, to play professional, be paid to play rugby full time? Not at all. For me, like when I started playing, 
the fact that I didn't have to pay to go to the gym was like, oh, I can't believe that I don't have to play to go to the gym. And every time I go on camp, it's like, oh, I don't have to play to be the best player. I mean, to to get the advice from the coaches uh, to like to learn I don't have to pay because you know I was using that unit that you have to play to to get like advice and uh, to learn things so for me it was like that and I always focus on uh, like daily things and now sometimes when I just stop and think about that I say to myself you're living your best life young girls growing up in Italy wanting to be rugby players um, the fact that you're doing this now, you're playing professionally, playing Six Nations, World Cups. And for those young girls, what sort of message would you give them in terms of their belief, keeping going so they can achieve their dream? I think I will share with them my story and other players' story because they can be really role model for them and uh, they will just like be so excited for what can expect them that they will pick up rugby for sure. It's in Italy... Rugby is not the highest profile sport, either men or women. Um, you, for women, probably volleyball would be the highest profile sport, being world champions, European champions, yeah. Um, how, how, how tough is it, you know, breaking, into those, breaking down those barriers, getting more attention onto the women's team? How, how tough is it, but how much energy and how much fuel does it give you to keep going? I think, yeah, as you said, it's for sure not the main sports. We have football and volleyball that take the part for rugby as well. But once you play, you just focus on what you're doing, not what, like, how oh, many people are doing the same as you. You just do the best you can. And our union is investing a lot on women rugby, so it's just, like, the right moment where, in the right place where to be. And uh, I think that, as I said, like, you just focus on your daily things. You don't see the wall and big picture. But if I have to see big picture, I would go to all single Italian school and just like share my experience or just like let the girls and the boys play rugby, just try that. And maybe if they like that, they can pick it up. Otherwise, they will never have the opportunity to know that rugby even exists. The idea of rugby in Italy is still quite much the, the, the physical, the strong physicality, but of course they're the backs who give it a bit of... A bit of, of, of glamour and a bit of the skill, maybe. I'm not saying that forwards don't provide skill, but the view of rugby in Italy still, it's still a bit of fun. The, the social side, the terzo tempo. How much would you like to see it uh, say to the say to the Italian public and, and get it recognised that we're top class athletes, we're elite athletes, playing a great level. It's not just a laugh and a, and a beer afterwards, but a, a serious sporting endeavour. I think uh, we all, as athletes. Uh, has to take our responsibility in that by the contents we provide on social media, for example, or by our communication or by our lifestyle. If we show that we are outlet, people will understand that. And uh, then it's also, of course, I think that part is all about communication because in the real life we are athletes. And there is no reason why people should think that we are all there only for beer and laugh. And, and last one, you're coming over here playing for Exeter. Uh, a big step coming over to to England. I mean, sort of, how do you steal yourself? How did you get yourself ready to come make that step so that when you arrived, you could play your best and show your best when you started playing for them? So, first of all, after the World Cup, I take, like, two weeks off, one in New Zealand, one in Fiji, and that's really the charge me. And then when I first arrived, I was so pumped and I was so excited that I, I just, like, 
think to do things at the best I can and just learning at Exeter we have a world class players playing with and it's just like an honor every time I go on the pitch training or playing with them I just try to learn the most I can. The pride that you you as an individual and you as a team have wearing the uh, Tricolore, wearing the blue shirt, the Azzurra shirt, how much energy does that give you? How good is that for your mentality and, and just that pride in playing for your country? I think it's something that you not often think about, but you just think to you just see, yeah, focus on doing your best every day. And uh, but if you stop and think about that, it's just such a great honor, such a great things. You know, you're there and you're able to like. Um, do what you love, that is playing rugby, training, uh, perform well for your country. So you are like one of the best in your country doing that. And uh, you can just represent your country. That seems like easy, but it's big things. It's time to hear from Irish captain Nicola Friday, who's pleased that there is now one less obstacle to female players reaching their potential. As a female athlete, I don't think you should have had, have to have that as a concern when you step out into the pitch with so many other things that you need to worry about your performance and all that. And I think an anxiety or a concern about that shouldn't be shouldn't be one of them. So for such a simple change, it, it definitely relieves a lot of of like concern for, for players. And I think it's brilliant. There's, there's been well publicised issues with the Irish Union in the past from the women's side. The fact that the shorts have been agreed on, that's been signed off. How, how good is that for you and the team's spirit that that you are able to have these discussions now with the, with the, the union and, and they are listening to you? Yeah, like there's that open line of communication there now and it's, it's brilliant that we're able to work with the union and with Canterbury as well and like they're doing a great promotion on it with refund, like swapping out shorts as well, which is brilliant. So like it's it's really it's it's quite it's positive at home with with us and we're really excited to build on last year's six nations our tour to japan and like just keep going and keep pushing as a squad and we're such a young exciting squad that it's we want to keep building each time we take that pitch in the jersey and from the playing point of view you, you've just mentioned it, the, you're a young team you're bubbling up um so how you should, how do you go about channeling that and making sure that despite the ups and downs you you can keep your you know your mental state in a, in a positive manner yeah we, well I think it's we have a nice blend of experienced players and then some young girls coming through and some girls that have I suppose been on the outer skirts of the team in the last few years like earning their trade earning their graft and getting their shot this year then so like I think it's just about keeping our composure and that's where you'd hope that your senior players stand up and help you with that with that aspect of of it and it's just you, you still want the girls to go out and enjoy it at the end of the day because it's it's a hugely exciting time and we want them to be able to enjoy this experience and enjoy this tournament because it's it's one of the best tournaments in the women's game each year so to take that chance and go for it. What's it like for you? How does it play on perhaps from a mental point of view? Um, you've got these young bucks coming through the team, young girls coming into the team, putting pressure on you. What's it do to you on the training field, in the gym and when it comes to matches? Yeah, like it's... I feel so old <laughs> and I'm only 27 that's the worst part <laughs> but um, they just bring an energy to the group and like they're so like they just love they embrace the whole experience and love every minute of it and that's great to see and that's the way it should be it's it's a it's a hugely exciting and it's such an honour to get into into a national team that when you get up there you should lap it up and just take in absolutely everything around you and and they're 
their, it's their talent like pushes you as a senior player as well because you have to constantly be getting better and improving because if you're not then they're going to trump you so like it's it's a natural it's a, a healthy kind of competition if, if that makes sense absolutely now again with the shorts um, England have got new maternity policies uh, Wales are getting more money Scotland have got more of a structure and the fact that these things are happening now in, in women's rugby how does that compare to what it would have been you know, when you were starting out as a player you know, how refreshing and good for it to see that, that change and even something like today with the amount of people here taking an interest it's huge like when I would have started girls would have been working Monday to Friday and trying driving off on a Friday night to go training Saturday, Sunday so there was no no work rugby balance and like that hugely impacted players like recovery and all that like all of that kind of stance and now there's a structure in place like where you're training during the week you're getting your downtime you're going then and performing at the weekend and matches and it's just it's just a much better life balance for for players and and it alleviates that stress of having to try work full time to make ends meet to then go and represent your country because that shouldn't be the way it is it's we're a national team we should be able to perform and do our best for our country at all times so having these structures in place now it's it's, it's amazing and it's outstanding because it, it's something that's come around so quickly and it's been so well received by each nation I think it's amazing. Our final chat comes with newly appointed Wales captain Hannah Jones who explained what they have in place to lay any potential period anxiety in their camp. It's a brilliant move from Ireland. Um, I'm sure like it's going to start a talking point with other nations. For ourselves, we've got Waka, who are a period um, company, who send us out these underlayer shorts that go under our shorts, so they're pretty good and they're quite comfortable to play in as well, but um, it's a brilliant start to see that. You know, Captain, how, how does that affect you? How much confidence did it give you when you got the call and, and how did the uh, the coach, how did you go around it and you know that you got the job? Yeah, just it was exciting times. Um, I was walking into training really and you always pulled me for a, for a chat and um, said, you know, do you want to be um, captain of the Six Nations this year? And I was like, oh, of course I do, I'm very excited and, and just a huge honour and something that I'm looking forward to. Who was more excited, you or your family and friends when you got the news? Everyone, they were ecstatic. Um, I remember ringing my mother and she sat crying on the phone and just that excitement and knowing that I, I've been in the squad for a long time and, and having a chance to, to lead. I'm, I'm definitely the same. Um, yeah, definitely the same. Try not to think about the whole captaincy as much. Um, it's just a title and that, um, you know, just myself, performance first for myself, hopefully lead from the example and then making the decisions on field is what I look forward to. Now, of course, you're into sort of the second, third year of, of professionalism and professional contracts. How much um, of a boost is that for you guys? How much has it been um, and when, it, when it happened? And how much is it, is it kind of working through the system to, as you're chasing France and England, sort of trying to maintain those expectations that sometimes do fire up in Welsh rugby? Yeah, you know, we started with 12 contracts, so now we're up to 25. The game's just improving. Just the time is so valuable together, having that time to train, uh, focus on nutrition recovery has been huge for us. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be tight between Ireland, Scotland, Italy, and then obviously trying to close that gap of the top two nations. What's it like mentally lifting yourself to you know play a team like France, play a team like England? You've you've had those sort of structures in place that you're now, I would say, second, third year of, of, of having them. Yeah, the mentality is going in with performance. 
and, and always that winning mentality. But you gotta you gotta be the best. You gotta play against the best to be the best. So play against those players, and you gotta remember we play with these players week in week out in clubs, English players. So it's it's not too daunting for us. But um, as a collective, we do look forward to a, a Wales English match. England have got a new maternity policy and a far more progressive one. As a female athlete, a female elite athlete, the fact that and again, the, the, the professional contracts you have with the WRU, the fact that those, what maybe 10 years ago, were issues which might have been brushed under the carpet, the fact they're being listened to and acted on now, how good is that for you guys? It's brilliant. Um, seeing other nations take a step forward and ourselves is just brilliant news for everyone, really, and I hope like all the other nations follow suit as well. The six venues that have been used, which one, play, playing at which one, puts the biggest smile on your face? Like? Can you sum it up for an Englishman who wouldn't know a thing about passion? Uh, well, you need to come to a game that you don't know. Um, no, it's just a special place. Um, it's a lovely ground, and when it's full, the atmosphere and the buzz you get from from that stadium is, is cool. It's been a great day here, and thanks to all the team representatives for taking time to talk. There are more episodes coming up, so keep listening for the next one. Bye for now. That was the All Ears podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe and follow us on the usual social media channels. See you next time.